Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 60, Disney for a Year. My name is Pete and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up everybody, good to be back. And Tom. Welcome back to Matt. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride is coming to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So we're back at full strength. That's exciting. It feels good. I've been listening to you guys the last two weeks, and I've hated that I couldn't be on. Last week I was sick, but um, and the week before just schedule conflicts. But I'm excited to be back. You guys have been crushing it, and I'm excited to, you know, share my Disney knowledge again with the listeners because we all know I'm the real MVP. That was a very, that was a very impassioned, good speech. You sound, you sound good. I think you sounded horrible personally but uh it is good to have you back it's nice to be back at full strength even if it is a little bit more work for pete when uh comes to putting the episode together so tonight we're going to talk about annual passes the reason this topic has come up we have a friend who lives in florida he's been arguing with himself it's kind of bizarre over the decision to buy or not to buy an annual pass obviously his first mistake is having this argument he should just go ahead and buy it if I were a Florida resident, I lived as close as he does to Disney World, I would have owned an annual pass five years ago. But he's trying to make this decision, and so these are, we're going to answer some of the questions that he's had, some of the questions that have come up, as well as just kind of go into detail about the annual passes. Before we get into that, let's go, as always, to Tom with the news. Tom, what do we got this week? Pretty light news week. So it's not going to be a formal go park by park. Newsweek that we normally do, uh, just some hot topics or, or some of the top stories we've seen from Disney. One, uh, Prince Charming's uh, Regal Carousel is finally emerging from the refurbishment scrims. I know we mentioned it at least on the Tom Does Disney Part 2 episode because I went down to Disney World and saw that it, it was um, you know totally covered. But it is emerging. I haven't heard of anything that has been changed, but I do know the scrims are coming off. So we will um, we'll stay stay tuned to see if there's any major refurbishments that, that went on there. I, I, I anticipate it was just a little bit of a cleanup, uh, but we will see. Uh, another another deal that came out, uh, performer lineup has been announced for the ABC and Disney Channel holiday season TV specials. Again, it's not tickets will not be sold to the general public. It'll be a cast member background. You may be fortunate enough to hear or see some of them. I believe they'll be in Disney in the next week or so. Uh, but some of the big stars are probably Jordan Fisher, uh, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family. Uh, those will be the two hosts for the holiday specials. Uh, Candlelight Processional is something we mentioned on the Home for the Holidays episode. And it looks like John Stamos and Robbie Benson have joined the narrator lineup for 2018. Who doesn't love Jesse from Full House? And uh, so, well, Pete's raising his hand. I guess he's not a John Stamos fan. Uh, it looks like there's been a little bit of a construction update. As we've mentioned, Hollywood Studios has been a mess with the Skyliner. They are doing an, uh, a new bus stop. But it looks like they have cleaned some of that up, uh, Pete was mentioning. And um, I guess the only other thing we had, Pete, was at the hotels. Cast members are kind of by the security gate now. And and we want to spend a minute to talk about this. We've mentioned that Disney's charging for hotel parking. Uh, unlike in the past, if you stayed on Disney property... You parked for free. They are charging, I think it's like 20 or $22 per day. So what guests have been 
tricky enough to do is they'll say they are dining at the resort and they if, if you dine at the resort you do go in for free and they're actually checking in online and staying at the resort so disney's trying to put a stop to this obviously yeah and this this becomes a major cost if you've got a car at disney world right i mean at what point does it make sense to say park your car at Disney Springs and Uber into your resort and leave your car at Disney Springs. I mean, really, I think this is an obvious cash grab by Disney. You know, you're talking 20, 25 bucks a night, depending on where you're spending. You're talking 20, 25 bucks a night, depending on where you're staying. For for what? For something that we've gotten for free for so long. So I did want to bring this up. I know we talked about it when, when this news came down that Disney was going to be charging for parking, but they haven't been enforcing it very well. I think that that's going to change as they as they figure out new ways to do it, you know, like Tom said, kind of their next big way that they're going to be cracking down is by determining who's really going to the resorts to eat versus who is going to the resorts to stay there and lying to them. I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but it's Disney, right? They'll figure out a way to make sure. You know, a couple more side pieces of news. One, Ralph Breaks the Internet has started at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, it has taken the place of the Nutcracker sneak peek that was there. And then this one I'm actually excited about. Mickey's 90th Spectacular ABC TV special will air this weekend. It'll air Sunday night. Uh, it'll be a two-hour special, so either watch it live or tape it and, and make sure uh, to celebrate the mouse. Yeah, actually, um, last night, my mother-in-law obviously knows I'm a Disney, Disney nut. She sent me, I guess the red carpet was last night. Maybe this is previously recorded or something like that. But there were a lot is, of yep. there were a lot of celebrities that were just giving shout outs to Mickey for his 90th birthday, and it was really cool to see the amount of celebrities that came out. I mean, a lot of the the Disney family, you know, the people that grew up on the Disney Channel and now are big big stars, came back to celebrate Mickey in their beginnings. And I mean, I, I agree with you guys; it's going to be really exciting. So that's it. I mean, unless anybody else has any, I mean, Pete's got some exciting news. I don't know if he wants to share it yet. I do have some exciting news. So. First, first Disney trip in a while coming up in January. We're gonna have a Pete, a Pete does Disney episode. It's actually gonna be a Pete and Tom. It's, it's actually gonna be men do Disney without Matt. You've got you guys have what six guys together for a January trip. We've got a big group trip uh, planned for January that kind of came together yesterday. Unfortunately, Matt will not be able to join us. We're still trying to kind of push him in that direction. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what comes of that, but um, but yeah, so exciting news. Uh, Pete's already said you know because I can't go on this trip. You know, Matt, I'm just going to call you every single minute I'm in every single new world. So Pandora, Toy Story, he's just going to be, oh, Matt, here, I'm about to go get on. We we might just we might just FaceTime the entire time. I might have to buy a bunch of battery packs and just FaceTime the entire time. There's a rumor. There's a rumor brewing. You know what? Honestly, I'd love for you guys to do a vlog. I'd love to for you guys to, you know, kind of show us what you're doing and how you're maneuvering through the park and maybe put that on YouTube for our listeners so they can kind of, you know, put a, a face with a voice. We'll definitely try to do something, be it be it a vlog, be it a some kind of live from Disney podcast. I don't know what we'll do. Maybe we'll get you on the phone and uh, have a uh, have ourselves a, a live podcast. We'll figure something out to do. You'll just see me crying if you, if you show my face and you're like Disney. You'll just see me crying, weeping, sad <laughs> tears, jealous tears. So no, that's I think that's all the news we've got. Uh, let's pause for just a minute here to hear from our sponsors. 
Destinations with Character Travel Agency is your one-stop shop for Disney vacations, cruises, and more. With clients ranging from the magic makers of Hollywood to the business executives of New York to families from all over the U.S., people trust the travel consultants of Destinations with Character to make their magical dreams a reality with the patience, care, and attention to detail they deserve. With over 50 years of experience in Disney and worldwide travel, are over 30 travel consultants trained to give the best prices and service possible. Destinations with Character has the tools to make the difference for you. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation. Simply contact them to let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel, making dream vacations come true every single day. Visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Mendu WDW podcast sent you. So your family is coming to Orlando and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, we're back. Let's go ahead and get right into our annual pass discussion. So I think the first thing we want to kind of go through is is the types of annual passes, right? Look, there are a ton of them if you live in Florida. If you are fortunate enough to live in Florida, you have a, you have a very wide variety of annual passes to choose from to kind of fit your needs. Those of us that are outside of the Florida area, we're kind of limited in our choices. So let's start with, I think, where most people are going to be, and that is outside of Florida. As far as annual passes go, you, you have two options, really. Kind of a third, but it doesn't really count. So your options are the Disney Platinum Plus Pass and the Disney Platinum Pass. The Platinum Plus Pass is $994 a person, which is extremely steep in my opinion, but it does get you a lot. It gets you admission to all four theme parks, both the water parks, ESPN's Wild World of Sports, and the Oak Trail Golf Course, all with no blackout dates. Most of these annual passes are going to have the same benefits tacked on as well. And one thing I think that goes unnoticed with the annual passes, and we can kind of get into where where we've kind of started to notice this rather, is you have things like PhotoPass is 170 bucks. That's included with your annual pass. Every single day you go to the park, PhotoPass is there. Uh, and to, to give you a brief overview of what PhotoPass is, Disney's PhotoPass is uh, if you're throughout the parks, wherever you see all the cast members taking pictures, they'll take a picture of you. And if you have the annual pass, you can download it for free. So that's well, that's, that's 170 bucks off the top. They also offer up to 20% off dining and up to 20% off merchandise. Again, this is select dining locations in select stores, but in most cases, you're at least going to receive 10% off. So food adds up at Disney. Merchandise adds up at Disney. I mean, we all know. Parking adds up. Parking adds up at Disney too. Uh, And so I think it's a big number. It certainly is, you know, $1,000 to to do Disney. And I personally would not go the Platinum Plus route if I'm being an out-of-state 
potential annual pass holder, I would probably go the Disney Platinum Pass route. And and the Disney Platinum Pass is is pretty much exactly the same, right? With the exception of you don't get the water parks, you don't get the Wild World of Sports. Is it still called Wild World World of Sports or is it just World of Sports? I think it's Wild World of Sports still. But that shows you how much it means to us and to probably everyone else. Exactly. I don't think I've ever been to Wild World of Sports. I'd love to go for some of the Thanksgiving college basketball tournaments, but outside of that. But sitting here with the non-Florida residents, which we do believe, looking at some of the numbers on who views and listens to our podcast, it's the vast majority of you guys. I'm I'm leaning towards buying a Platinum Pass. And the reasoning behind it, we're going to get into the pros and cons and you know FAQs, but I, I don't think the additional $100 justifies the water parks and the world of sports or Oak Trail. Now, let me tell you this. If you're out there thinking, oh, it'd be great to have have an annual pass. We have two kids. Sometimes we like to do the water park. Sometimes we don't. It's actually worth getting the Platinum Plus Pass because water parks are $110 a day, I believe. So, or $79 a day. It's something of that. I, I don't remember the exact price, but you're going to end up, if you go there a couple times uh, and not having the Platinum Plus Pass, you, you would spend the difference. So, those are the those are the two main the only ones for non Florida residents. There is a water parks annual pass. That's the one that Pete said didn't really count. I don't know who would buy this. I don't know who would go to Orlando from out of state just to visit the water parks. Well, I mean, I can tell you if you've got teenage kids who like Universal more, maybe you have a Universal annual pass and a Disney water park pass. I didn't think about it like that because Disney's water parks are. I know Volcano Bay is supposed to be spectacular, but I I don't know. I've never been so. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I, I don't think we. That's a good point. I don't think we talked about the cost of the platinum pass. It is about a thousand. It is a hundred dollars cheaper than the platinum plus pass. So no blackout days for either one of those, right? You can use them 365 yep, totally, days a no year. No blackout dates. So yep. that differs a little bit. I think that is a big plus, though. That when you're talking about that extra hundred dollars and if you're going to spend it or not, I think the no blackout dates kind of makes that worthwhile. Well, but if if you well, if you go to the water parks once right it's it's pretty much worth it to to buy that that platinum plus pass yeah and again both of them have no blackout dates want to make that make sure but that's yeah no the florida the out-of-state the non-florida residents uh do not have the option to get one with blackout dates and and look if disney's charging me a thousand dollars a year they better not try to limit the days that i can come down there right i'm I'm right there with you i mean i'm right there with you for a thousand dollars a year but i mean if I think it goes back to how many days you're going to be in the park throughout the course of the year, you know, and we're going to get to that here in a second, but. So let's go, let's talk about the Florida residents just briefly. We do have some listeners in Florida. If you live in Florida, you probably already know about the offerings that Disney has for annual passes for you. Peach said briefly, how do we do this list briefly? I, I know there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them, but most of them are pretty similar, right? So you've got the platinum plus pass and the platinum pass like you do with the out of states. They are cheaper for Florida residents. So $904 for the Platinum Plus and $798 for the Platinum Pass. Exact same perks as the out-of-state annual passes. You also have the Disney Gold and the Disney Silver Passes. These are pretty much exactly the same as the Platinum Pass, with the exception that they do have blackout dates. The Gold Pass blackout dates are pretty much Christmas to New Year's. Uh, so, you know, which is a time of year you really probably want to avoid at the parks anyway. I know it's kind of magical being at Disney on Christmas, but, you know, just seeing it's magical, not actually being there is magical. You and 30 million of your closest friends will uh, get to experience it together. The silver is a little bit more limited in that it pretty much blocks out 
summertime, Christmas time, and spring break. Again, I mean, three times you don't necessarily want to be at Disney World. In theory, it's great. If you're a teacher, I understand why you wouldn't want to have the Silver Pass because a lot of your time off would be taken up by blackout dates. Uh, did we hit the pricing on these, Pete? We did not. These are substantially cheaper. Yeah, so the Gold Pass is $650. And again, that, that one's your main blackout dates are the Christmas season. And the Silver Pass is $510. If I lived in Florida, I would probably go the Gold Pass route because, to Pete's point, I don't really want to be at Disney World from December 20th to January 3rd. That just doesn't seem like a fun time to me. Uh, and you get everything else. Outside of those blackout days, you get Park Hopper, you you get 20% off dining, Photo Pass, 20% off merchandise, free standard theme park parking. So that's the best value to me. One other point for the for these passes versus what we do with non-Florida residents, if you live in the state of Florida, you can pay monthly. Uh, it's $129 down payment, and then it is a monthly fee. You can pay it all at once if you'd like, but I think Disney tries to make it as affordable as possible, and sometimes people would prefer to pay a monthly rate. And so we don't have the monthly breakdowns on all these, but, uh, you know, 60 bucks, 50 bucks, 30 bucks, 17 bucks. I mean, that, that's kind of how they all break down. It, it gets very reasonable. And if you go once a month, it's cheaper than buying a Disney ticket once a month, even for a Florida, even for a, if you're a Florida resident, you get Florida resident pricing. Yeah. Disney's smart. They know how to, they know how to price things and make it worth your while, uh, both, both from an out state and in state perspective. So there are a bunch of other ones that aren't quite as good. There's the Disney Select, which is $468. It has kind of varying blackout dates depending on park. You also do not get PhotoPass with this. Uh, this is the one our friend is leaning towards that lives in Florida. And I I mean, I would try to talk him into the Gold Pass or the Silver. His favorite park is Epcot. And this one does not have very many Epcot blackout dates. So if that's you and Epcot's your favorite park... You probably won't run into many issues with the blackout dates. You know, Magic Kingdom, of course, is closed. And To me, you spend another $50 and you've got the silver, which has far, far fewer blackout days. Well, you could look at it like this, too. You spend the extra $50 and you have PhotoPass, which is worth $170. Nasi Matt's face. We all go back and forth on the PhotoPass. Is that really worth $170? Well, that's the cost. That's the cost of Disney World. You know, let's think of our friend in Florida. If he goes down with his family, which they're planning a trip, you don't think he'd love to have pictures with the entire, you know, his nieces and his sister. I mean, they're going in December. I don't know. I always just say I've never had trouble getting a picture taken of me. No, and, and the and the cast members people. will take pictures of you, but you know it. You have to pay for the picture. No, not necessarily. You get them to use your. You get them to use your camera. Yeah, you can get them to use your phone. Oh yeah. But professionally done photographs for one hundred and seventy dollars for your Disney trip for the entire year. That's worth something. Yeah, it, it definitely has a value. I mean, your it's that's your ride photos. That that's everything. You get everything. I I, I mean, I have so never. If I ride Splash Mountain eighteen times in a row, I get eighteen. I can make like a. I'm just you can make a flip like book. the old yeah. cartoons where you're like, yeah, a flip book. Yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, I, I we have. I think I think alone, I, yeah, I'm sold now. If I can make a flip book of me on Splash Mountain, I'll pay 170 dollars for that on every ride at Disney. Now, my wife and I have not purchase photo pass when we've gone down and pete i don't think you and your wife have either we did not no would you would now with your daughter would you do it yeah absolutely and and you look at the cost of just buying one or two pictures it's ridiculous yep it really is i i think it definitely has a value i think it definitely adds you know you're talking 50 dollars for fewer blackout dates and for that photo pass i think it's worth it you know 
Speaking of the photo pass, I heard a really funny Adam Sandler story last week, and it could have been totally fabricated. It was one of, one of his stand-up uh, comedy events. But he said that he was down at Disney World, and he had like a party of five, so he, he would often ride with a stranger or alone. And he got matched up on, I think, Rock and Roller Coaster with another dad with like a family of five. And he said that the whole time they were like talking, you know, while they were waiting to go. And he laughed because at the end, you know, he could tell him and his dad had had the most fun of their entire Disney trip when they were riding Rock and Roller Coaster together. And he, Adam Sandler went to buy the picture as a joke, heard the price of the picture, didn't buy it. And he's, you know, talking about how expensive Disney is. He turns around and the same dad was like, man, I wasn't worth that to you. <laughs> because the other dad had bought the picture of their cart with Adam Sandler in it. That's funny. So, yeah, to Pete's point. That the, the moral of that story is individual photos are still really expensive. Yeah. And I think as we get going with this podcast, we're just going to talk about you know, how, how often are you going to be at Disney? How many days will you be there? You know, what's your overall goal for the year, you know, when you want to be at Disney? And I think all these things, when you kind of boil them all together and you talk about all the added benefits of the photo pass, of the no blackout dates, of going to Disney on a whim and just having to worry about a hotel and food. I mean, it pays for itself, especially if you're in Florida. But I think even for guys like us who want to go to Disney three, four times a year, but, you know, sometimes we look at it and say, you know, do I really want to plop down $1,500 for this trip and then another $1,500 for the next trip? If you already have the park tickets and the park hopper baked in, then it's just, hey, you know, I got an extra $500 this month. I can go to Disney and just stay two nights and you know, I think that's where we need to get to in this conversation. Well, yeah, let's yeah. let's hit let's hit the last couple that of Florida resident uh, annual passes that are offered real quick. Um, weekday select, pretty obvious. Monday through Friday, any park, it's three hundred and forty dollars. Not a bad deal if you don't have a job. Well, and there are blackouts with this as well. Actually, oh, there are blackouts for the weekday there select. There are some blackouts with this one. Yep. I mean, if you're if you've got a family in Florida, you're probably going on the weekends, right? Oh, and your kids are in school. The the other one is the Epcot after four. It's literally as simple as that. There's no blackouts. It's Epcot after four. At four p.m., you can enter the park. There's no secret where you can enter two hours earlier, like you can at hard ticketed events. Four p.m., you can enter the park. It's three hundred and eight dollars. And then they have the two that Pete would not count as annual passes. Yeah, the water parks. The water parks. So you you get a water park pass for one hundred and thirty dollars. Unlimited access to the water parks as long as they're open. So they kind of have naturally built in blackout dates when they're closed. And then you've got water parks after two, which is $79, which actually isn't that big, you know, that bad. If I was buying one of the two, I would go water parks after two because you just go after two every day when it's warm and nice outside. And if you were to go one time outside of, I mean, one time is more than $79. So, all right. Those are the annual passes. If you've got any additional questions, let us know. But I think uh, I think they're pretty self-explanatory. You can also find these all on Disney's website. So let's let's get into what Matt was talking about and what's your what's your decision making process here? I mean, from strictly a numbers standpoint, if you are out of state, and we're going to be looking at this mostly from an out of state perspective because that's what we are, and I think that's what most of our listeners are. And that's what most people yeah. are. Strictly from an out of state standpoint, it's it's ten days, right? Yeah, once you hit that eleven day, days, you've made it worth it. Yep. So if you plan to spend two po- greater than two point seven percent of your year at Disney World, you need to be buying the annual pass. God, that that seems like a lot. Two percent of your year at Disney World. It sounds like awesome. I hate the, the other ninety eight percent of my year is going to stink. That's true. Well, so Pete, look at it like this. I'll use myself as an example. Within 
What year? What year was the first Mindu Disney trip? Uh, that was 2016. So we did uh, the four day trip in 2016, and I didn't go again, but I had gone in like July of that year as well. And then this past year, we went. We went last December, so December of 2017. Then we went in July again, and I was there for six or seven days in December, and three days in July. So I mean, yeah, you're there easily. I'm there, and. You know, the amount of money we spent on dining, which we could have saved, on merchandise, which we could have saved, uh, and our, you know, obviously our park admission tickets, we, we would have more than paid for it. So if you're, I look at it like this, if you're going to make multiple, if you're going to make a vacation to Disney, which we would probably call four or five days, and then maybe another trip throughout the year, you you probably have the Disney itch more than twice a year. You might as well buy the annual pass and, and take advantage of it. Yeah, I think so too. These annual passes are not immune to price increases. I mean, they've been going up just as much as uh, as Disney tickets have been. You know, and you you start going to cross a thousand dollars soon. Yeah, that's a that's a big number. That is a big number. Kind of where I was going, and and you mentioned something really interesting. So we went to Disney World on the on the Mendu Disney trip in 2016. I think it was October 2016. We went for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Stayed at Disney property. Had a dining plan for what six hundred dollars a person, roughly six hundred six hundred fifty dollars a person. Yeah, I was going to say because it was like five hundred, but then we had to buy the not so scary tickets. So yeah. So and we priced out the same trip this year, and it was over eight hundred dollars a person. That's in two years. It's crazy how much prices have increased just in yeah, the last the two same, years. Literally, it was the same weekend and the same resort. And we even looked at we we, we have to go moderate resorts uh, with this group, and we looked at all moderates. And we couldn't get it much cheaper than about $200 more. And that was without buying. That was without a, a dining plan. With Without a dining plan. Yep. So Disney pricing is climbing. Uh, and kind of the point I'm trying to make is, look, the more discounts you can get, the more money you can save on your Disney trip, the better off you're going to be. Because that, it's a reality that Disney prices are going to continue to climb. Yeah. I mean, another, another pro for me is I, I've been hesitant to take these weekend trips to Disney because you look at the number and it's Pete just said 800 for a three, four day trip, three night, four day trip. But that's with four people sharing a room. And that's with four people in a room. Exactly. So, you know, there have been times where my wife and I have nothing going on. And, and we're fortunate we don't live terribly far from Orlando. And I always say, wouldn't it be awesome to go to Disney? But it's the the cost. So, I mean, the pro of having the annual passes, let's rock and roll. You know, I, I, I travel a lot for work. So, we can stay at off, off-site, quote-unquote. I'm doing the air quotes here. We can stay in the Disney Springs area and do, do a weekend at Disney pretty cheap all things considered uh, I mean you look at your standard you know your standard vacation a family of four would pay for or a, or a couple I mean it's I think uh you know it's probably around the three thousand dollar range anyway right yeah for a week somewhere I mean, I mean I just bought a ticket a four-day ticket for four hundred dollars or just under four hundred dollars I mean that's half the cost of an annual pass right there right I, I mean I think it just it just boils down to how often do you want to go and I think if you have this annual pass you'll be more inclined to go is I think what I'm hearing you guys say I can remember my wife and I were driving down to either Savannah or Hilton Head and I just happened to pull the GPS up and type in Disney World and I'm like a few more hours and, and we're at the parks and I start looking up and I mean she's like let's roll let's go and I start looking up tickets and I mean then it okay that's more too expensive you know we probably shouldn't bite that off this weekend but Having the annual pass, we would have gone. We would have kept driving the car. Oh, 100%. And because, you know what, and I think one of the key things that this annual pass allows for is flexibility. So let's say, hey, I want to go to Disney World. I'm a couple hours away. Maybe you don't plan on 
eating at Disney World all three meals. Maybe you're not because when you go to Disney World and you're staying on a week long vacation, you're kind of dependent on Disney for your food. But if it's hey, you know, we have a morning free, we can you know go down to Disney, get there around 10 a.m., leave around 4 p.m., you know, stop on the road somewhere, get something to eat on the way back to the hotel, wherever you're going on the next leg of your trip. I mean, that's a great way to break up a trip. And if you think about where Disney is, when I lived in Florida, I lived in um, Fort Lauderdale. So that was three and a half hours away from Orlando. You talk about Tallahassee, the capital of Florida, and that's four hours away from Orlando. You talk about where you were in Savannah, you know, you're talking about four hours away from Orlando, give or take. So, I mean, if you're essentially located like Orlando is, and you're going to be making trips around the area, the annual pass, you'll find yourself going to Disney a whole lot more. Just going to say the same thing. Yeah, you just go hang out in Pandora the entire day and say, you know what, when I'm done, I'm done. I'm going back to the hotel, I'm going to sleep. You know, I, I saw the just... first bit of flexibility and relaxation when we were in a group text yesterday talking about this potential Disney trip in January. And our buddy in Florida was like, yeah, I may come down uh, for one of the days and, and meet you about half halfway. And I'm sitting there, who would not go, you know, open to close? But I'm like, you know what, he's going to have an annual pass if he gets there to... Why does he care? It's not like he paid full admission that day. I think the the biggest point we want to make here is you have to treat it like your annual vacation, most likely. You know, I don't know your financial situation. For the average person, if they're going to spend that amount of money on Disney annual passes, that has to be your vacation that year. Again, I, I don't know. A family of four, I'd be shocked if they're going on vacation many places for a week long for three less than three grand. I mean, everything included. So you, you look at it that way. If you're out of state and you get the Platinum Pass, you're probably in the $3,400 range going to Disney multiple and times. And the other year. thing I think you look at, and I know, Tom, you've told me this, that you know you have a way to get to Disney World round trip airline $70. A lot of people that live in the bigger cities around the bigger airports potentially could get to Disney quickly, number one, from anywhere in the country nowadays. Mm-hmm. So you just find the dates that are the cheapest flights and say, hey, you know, I'm going to get there. And your your ticket's already paid for. Now you can just, you know, anxiety-free. But you, I mean, I was thinking, like, for us, we're from the Southeast. We've predominantly grown up in the Southeast. So that's the, 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 mind, the mindset we have. But someone from California could easily do this as well and just say, hey, $300 round-trip flight each person. And then you stay in a hotel, $500, stay for the weekend. And you can still make quick weekend trips. And a part, a part that's a good point. I mean, a part of this scenario where my wife and I are going to purchase one, uh, later in 2019 was we have flights every Thursday and Sunday on Allegiant Air, a very cheap airline, to and from uh, Orlando. And so we're we're not many we're not far away for a drive, but I mean a $70 round trip flight where you get in late Thursday night, you don't have to leave till late Sunday night. It gives you three full days in the park essentially. So and with her, you know, her my wife's schedule is flexible, and I can take you know I'll just take Fridays off. I, I'll save my vacation to take end of the weeks off. What are some cons? I can think of one off the top. I mean, it's hugely expensive. And, it, and it, you know, if you have a Disney annual pass, it's very hard to justify taking a vacation anywhere that, else, It definitely right? could be a con. I mean, it, you could get six trips in and you're it, it, throughout the year and you're like, God, I wish we could get rid of this. I and mean, we've really done Disney a lot. And that may happen. You know, I, I can't tell you it wouldn't happen. Another one for me is you think about, oh, we're in the park. Many times we want to go this year. You got You have to have a place to stay. Hotels aren't cheap. Uh, Pete alluded and Matt mentioned you know, there are some hotel discounts for own property, but it's not much greater, if any, when you have an annual pass. So, and then food, you got to eat. And so while you do get 20% off, that's nice. You know, are you just eating quick services? That's what, that's what we've talked about. I mean, 
hey, we're just going to go down and eat quick service when we go. And is that I really doing? I didn't talk about that. Yeah, Pete. Pete will not be eating quick service, but a lot of us will be. I'll be. I'll be eating good. I've already got the BR guest and the Boma reservation made. So Pete lives a bougie lifestyle, guys. Um, Tom, you threw a number out earlier today, and you said you know three thousand dollars for a family of four for a vacation. Well, if you're doing the annual pass, the way we've talked about it, it's a thousand dollars to pop. You've already paid four thousand before your vacation has even started, and that's a sunk cost. Yeah, I think it. I think it rounds out to thirty four, thirty six hundred. Yeah, for so you're talking about eight hundred dollars a person. Plus before you ever done any actual vacationing. So I think you have to, as a family, decide that this is what we want to do. We understand that, you know, we're not going to go to the beach this year. We're not going to go, you know, to the Grand Canyon. We're not going to Las Vegas. We're not going to, you know, anywhere. We're going to go to Disney a couple times. So I think if you don't go a couple times, then you really haven't maximized this. And I'm not saying because, I mean, a 10-day pass at Disney for a family of four, I mean, how much is that? Because once you get past the sixth day, it all you know, decreases a good bit or fifth day. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying if, I mean, if you go 10 consecutive days, it's, it's not worth it to buy an annual pass yeah. at that point because your tickets are so cheap. I, I just, one of the things I wanted to, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to point that out. I mean, after that, I mean, you're still paying for lodging, but it's all kind of rolled up into one. I, I haven't priced a 10 day four person Disney trip in a while, but after 10 days, I can promise you my wife and you know, my close family wouldn't want to go back to Disney for another three days at any point during the year. Yeah. So a, a 10 day non-park hopper admission ticket. That's not accurate. You have, to, you have to look with $468. Okay. You have to look with park hopper. That's fine. So a 10 day park hopper is $526 and 59 cents. Yeah. So, you know, even at that point, if you're just going for 10 days, it's, it's not worth it. If you're going for 10 days spread, you know, if you're paying full price for 10 days. So if you're going on multiple short trips, it becomes worth it. But if you're just going for one 10-day trip, it's not worth buying at that point. So that's the question you have to ask yourself. You know what makes sense to me? Going every month. <laughs> going every chance I get. No, and again, I've talked about this before. My uh, you know, my kind of dream is to one day go to Disney and just sit on a bench all day. Or, or to, just to take the time to enjoy the parks rather than be in a rush to do everything. Well, how about some frequently asked questions we've we've come across? One from our buddy in Florida, but two because... I've been kicking around this annual pass thing for a few months now, and I think we're actually serious about about buying one. The first one that is the obvious frequently asked question, how many times do I have to go to make it worth it? We kind of shared that. 11 days, not consecutively. That's a really good point that I don't know that was it was crystal clear when, when we started talking about it. So if you're, ta- if, you're, if you're going down to Florida multiple times, if you have a reason to go down there, if you like just getting away as an out-of-state person, uh, it's well worth it. it. I'm not even going to address frequently asked questions for in-state people because I think they should have one no matter where they live in the state of Florida. Another one is when does your annual pass start? Is it the day of purchase? And I didn't I didn't know this. I didn't either. Is it is it the day you purchased it or is it the day you first swipe your entry into the park? So I did, I've done some research on it. When you buy an annual pass, yeah. So when you buy an annual pass, you get a activation code basically or you get a code that will link your annual pass. At that juncture, you can you can start booking a trip. If you're staying on Disney property, you can do fa- start fast passes 60 days out. And if you're not, you can do 30 days out. However, the annual pass does not start your clicker, your 366-day clicker, until you actually go to guest services at the park and pick it up. They don't mail it to you. You have to show an ID, pick it up at the park with your activation number. And that's true, but I think there is a limit on how long you can sit on it before you activate it. Because, you know, what's to prevent somebody from buying 10 annual passes 
and just activating one a year. Well, I did. So read I think there is some kind of limitation. The most you can buy in that. one year is eighteen. So I mean, can you buy eighteen and sit on them? I don't know. I would I would think there's some kind of limitation, particularly with you know we know ticket prices are going to rise, right? And on the other hand, I guess if you want to spend eighteen grand on annual passes, good luck. <laughs> Disney's probably not going to turn down eighteen grand. They're probably not going to complain too much. But but yeah, you're right. It doesn't it doesn't start until you actually activate it and until you actually use it to go into the park the first time. Um, and and you do also get a a discount for renewal. It is cheaper to renew than it is to buy a new one. And Disney will let you know when it's time to renew. And they'll actually even extend your renewal period out. I think it's 30 days after your annual pass expires. I think you're right. I'm, I was trying to think of the renewal date. Most everything can be done online. That's another question people ask. Hey, do I have to do it in person or online? Most everything for annual pass can be purchased online again, but they're not going to mail it to your house for obvious reasons. And so, you know, an- another question that I've heard is, Hey, I have an annual pass. My buddy's going down there. Can I let him use my annual pass? Unfortunately, no. Disney is smarter than this. If you've been to the parks any time in the last, what, 10 years, you know that they have biometric. You know that they have biometric verification now so that nobody else can use your annual pass. I've actually witnessed this happen at a park before where a woman was trying to use a ticket to get into the park that obviously was linked to somebody else. Disney was very polite, but they were very firm that, you know, they were not going to let her in. She needed to go to guest services to clear it up. Now, people do ask a lot. While you cannot use, so if I have an annual pass, Pete cannot use my annual pass. But a lot of people will say, "Hey, can can Tom buy friends and family tickets?" And so it's it's a it's a widespread answer. Yes, you can. Uh, so for like Blizzard Beach, you can buy valid uh, up up to three guests. You can bring into Blizzard Beach, and you get I think it's like sixteen bucks off the ticket. Uh, you know, there's Typhoon Lagoon, same concept. The not so scary Halloween party, the very merry Christmas party. I think you can bring uh, you you can buy up to four discount tickets, and so there are benefits to someone in your family having an annual pass. Again, it's not going to outweigh. Disney doesn't allow one person to buy an annual pass, and then every time their family goes, they're going to buy discount tickets. You're, you're not going to come out ahead doing that if you're going to go multiple times. But if you're down there and say you and your your wife go a ton, and you've got some family that wants to go with you one time, it, it makes sense. I mean, you need to purchase the tickets for them because you would get the uh, you would get the discount there. Uh, so that is one, that's one thing to point out. Now, if, if we're all eating dinner together, you know, me, Pete, and Matt, and one of us has an annual pass, sure, let's make the bill one and let one, per, and the person with the annual pass get the discount. Exactly. Just going to ask this, uh, this is a live question, guys, we did not plan this one, is um, World Showcase, will he receive discounts? I don't know. That's a, that's an excellent question. We're going to have to figure that one out. <laughs> because... <laughs> it could make it could make the snacks yeah, and beverages that we purchase idea. significantly cheaper. You're talking a twenty percent discount. I, I'm I'm looking right now. I'm on uh, I'm on Disney's website. <laughs> so I I did kind of find an answer to the buying multiple passes. The vouchers do have a 2030 expiration date on them, so they are good for 12 years. So I mean, honestly, so that's that's one thing my wife and I talked about. Do we need to go ahead and buy ours now because the price increases are coming? I mean, I would say if if yes. I would say buy before, certainly before Star Wars lands op- land opens, because I think that's when the next price increase is going to come. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, you buy now, you get the prices locked in. So I'm, I'm looking through Epcot, guys, for people who enjoy the World Showcase. I don't see dis- discounts necessarily at the food and beverage carts, but all the restaurants are basically at least 10% off. So, I mean, as you can tell, there, there's, a ton of, there's a ton of opportunity with the annual pass and there's a ton of areas you can... You can save money. And one thing I was not aware is how many restaurants 
you can save and how many merchandise areas you can save on. So that adds up quick at Disney. Just that added bonus. It's just that added bonus. I mean, if you get a 20% discount on merchandise and select areas and you know, 10, 20% on dining, that's that adds up pretty quick. Yeah, and I mean, you go to, uh, you know, we didn't hit on it, but Disney Springs is also included in this. Uh, Disney Springs has a ton of discount opportunities there as well. Well, and any online merchandise that you buy from Disney also. So you could probably get around not having an annual pass and just having a friend to have an annual pass to buy things online. You know, they could, you could have them purchase them for you. So I, I think if, if we kind of, to sum this up, annual passes are a very expensive venture. You really need to understand how often you're going to go. You need to kind of make a commitment to go before you uh, before you decide to buy an annual pass. But uh, but it is very valuable once you get it. There are a lot, a lot of opportunities to save money. Disney's not dumb, right? They know that by you buying an annual pass, you are going to come to Disney World and spend more money. Otherwise, they wouldn't, they wouldn't offer it. Yeah, and another, one more question that I've seen, and it probably applies more, more to the in-state folks, but it could apply to the out-of-state. Can you upgrade your annual pass? So once you swipe the card, can you, you know, say you're a silver and you want to go to gold. You can as long as you're more than 60 days away from when it expires. Uh, you can upgrade to another tier. So this is a way you could save money. I mean, if, if you know, you get to those blackout dates and, hey, that 40 extra dollars looks a little more appetizing now to be able to go into the park, certainly. So maybe start lower if you're an in-state resident and see if, if it meets your needs. And if not, you can't upgrade. But other than that, I don't know if I had any like big, I mean, the big question, the, the biggest one was when is it, when does it start? Because there's so much confusion on, does it start when I swipe my card and pay for it? Or does it start when I go into the park the first time? Uh, that's one of the bigger confusing topics for the annual pass. All right. Well, anything else? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good as well. All right. Well, if you've got any questions again, please send us a tweet, send us an email. We'll be glad to look into it and answer anything that we didn't we didn't answer today um with that let's go to tom with the secret and trivia question so the secret of the night is another did you know this is revolving around upcot we talked about upcot a lot this episode so kind of felt felt right uh did you know when you reach the greenhouse area and living with the land you need to look out for something specific in there look out for the tomato tree it is actually a guinness book world record holder the tomato tree yielded a record-breaking 32,000 tomatoes in one year, which is just outlandish. One cool thing about living in the land, this is not part of the secret, this is just in general, is Epcot and all Disney parks do actually use the produce that comes out of living with the land. A lot, a lot of that makes its way to your plate at Disney World, so you're actually seeing the, uh, the food before, it, before you get in the dining room. So make sure to look out for that tomato tree, and there's some other little surprises in that greenhouse area too. You may see some hidden Mickeys. That's the hint I'll give you there. Uh, now, visiting our trivia question from last week with kind of the Halloween time-framed episode, what are the ride vehicles in the Haunted Mansion called all together now? Did you guys know the answer to this? Doom buggies. I shouted it out when I was at the gym the other day. <laughs> yeah, Matt was listening to the episode because he, he could not be on it and texted us right away with his answer. Uh, but did did have a lot of people who knew that one. Uh, I gave you a hint. You could go back and listen to an episode that we did where we talked about it. And we mentioned Doom Buggies a lot. That's a cool name for for the ride vehicle in Haunted Mansion. And uh, it was very Halloween-themed. Uh, trivia question tonight is much more difficult, in my opinion. One of our, one of our Men Do Disney podcast folks did get it right. Uh, so here we go. Which Muppet Vision 3D character is hanging from the clock as the minute hand in front of Muppet Vision 3D? Uh, so that there's a character up there. You may not have noticed him. There's a hint. It's a him. You need to go look quickly, too. 
if you're, if you're going down to Disney World because we don't know how long Muppet Vision is going to be there. But again, the question is, which Muppet Vision 3D character is hanging from the clock as a minute hand in front of Muppet Vision 3D? You can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendowww at gmail.com with your answers. And I uh, look forward to all you guys participating. Hope you enjoy the episode. You know, you you said something that reminded me of of a uh, a news item that we overlooked. You said that Muppet Vision 3D was was seasonally operating now. So it seems is Path of the Jedi at Hollywood Studios. We did we did forget to hit that. Yeah, so we didn't mention it, but um, but if that's something that you are planning on going to Hollywood Studios for, it's closed right now. I'm sure it'll be back open for Christmas, and I'm sure it'll come back in the summer, but. If that's something that you really want to do, make sure that uh, make sure that it's running before you go down to Florida. All right, anything else? That's all I got. It's a good episode. Glad to be back. All right, well, that's what we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at MendoWDWPodcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.